Hello everyone. You'll notice that I am not in this week's episode. Mainly because, well, I sound like this right now. It is a wonderful episode by your host Catherine and Leah. So please do enjoy this one as my big FM radio sick voice brings you in. Have a good one. Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 358. And what are we talking about this week, Kat? <laughs> it's it's a lot of like light news. It's a light news week. Yeah. But there's it some is. fun stuff. Yeah, there's definitely some fun stuff. We got some stuff about Overwatch, some Epic Game Store stuff. Uh the ESA released the 2022 essential facts about the video game industry. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk all about that. But before we do, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table, which is essentially just me and Kat. Hey, Kat, how you doing? I'm good yourself. <laughs> I'm good. Summertime is hard to like plan anything. And honestly, like uh, poor Simon, he's been, I know. he's been sick a lot. Um, and uh, it's been in and out. It's been touch yeah. and go for him. Poor guy. Yeah, you can't catch a break. Yeah. But that's how it is, I suppose. We get out and we're finally able to do things. And then stuff like the common cold and COVID is still out there and all this kind of stuff, plus vacations and whatever. It's hard to uh, get us all wrangled. I'm going to be honest. Like, I sound like this because of allergies. They've been hitting me really hard. But yeah, uh, I refuse to close my windows when it's nice and breezy out. Yeah, and you guys have been having pretty decent weather. It was mm-hmm. wicked hot here on uh, Saturday, um, and uh, and yeah, I ended up uh, I ended up at a baby shower, which was great. But yeah, it uh, it's cooler here today. Thank goodness. Same here. We had Good. yesterday was a scorcher, and today is nice and breezy. So true. All right. Housekeeping wise, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Or, you know, maybe you want to leave us a message, a voicemail. Be heard on the show. We've got Talkback in the iHeartRadio app for that. So go to the Girls on Game Show page, click that recording button, leave us a little voicemail, and you can be featured on the show. Shout us out. Ask us a question. I don't care. Yell at me. <laughs> just if you yell we're gonna yell back of course that that's part of it you know it's part of it okay crew check-in wise Catherine, have you done anything exciting i well it was a long weekend here in quebec for saint jean baptiste which is our right. provincial holiday on friday um i did sweet fuck all um i stayed home 
and I just kind of chill. I did I did some cleaning. I did some stuff I needed to do. I've been putting off like um, separating my bamboo into two pots because my mom at one point cut a piece of bamboo. I stuck it in a pot, and then it grew a forest. <laughs> an Why? Actu- an Can actu- you? Can you teach me how? Because, like, I bought pots out front, and they looked so good when I bought them. And I was watering them. I looked it up. I asked my mom. He so did. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's the soil. Sometimes It's a lot of things. But, like, <sighs> bamboos are, like, really, really easy to take care of. They don't need a lot of light. Um, if your pets chew on them, they're pet safe. Um, so I just kind of, like, have this giant bamboo that just, like split into offsprings so I like depotted it I just kind of like I didn't even cut it I just kind of like ripped some of Mm -hmm. the two of the stalks off the main stalks I put those in a smaller pot in the bedroom and now I have the larger bamboo by like my front door so there was a weird area next to where I have like um, my shoe storage that was like empty I was like you live there now um (laughs) Like bamboos are so fucking easy. So now that's what I, that's what I did, and I did a lot of of cleaning. Like my fridge is clean. Uh, I I put some stuff like in the laundry from like you know like the um like the blanket that I leave on the yeah. couch. So for when it's too cold, like when the because the AC can land directly on you when you're on the couch. So I always have a blanket oh, yeah. even the summer Me just too. to cover my legs if needed. Like, I washed... I, I just did deep cleaning. I didn't see a lot of people. I didn't do a lot of things. Because um, I, I saw a lot of people last weekend uh, with the company barbecue and things like that. So this week I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay home. And it was so hot out. It was like we had like a heat wave Saturday and Sunday. Like Sunday mm-hmm. was like 32 degrees and with humidity it was like 36 or 38. Yeah, like, that was when, us here on Saturday. When it's body temperature outside <laughs> i am i am not okay i am my canadian ass is melting um and like an idiot i had planned to make barbecue saturday and sunday so uh there was a little river of sweat going down my back as i was barbecuing and thinking these burgers better be the best burgers i've ate, eaten in my entire fucking life because this is shit we went to costco after the baby shower was done um me and uh three of the other ladies we decided to go to costco and i drove and i sat in my car and i was so bloody hot when i got out of my seat and i had shorts on i got out of my seat you could see it (laughs) i sweat we weren't even in there that long i was like this is too fucking hot my god we're so not used to this our weight pasty asses now i will deal with snow i will deal with cold i will deal with rain but just scorching terrible heat especially when you live in the concrete jungle like montreal Mm. or toronto it's like why it's so tough so i i stayed home and i was like this is like and also like right now i do have some friends that are dealing with um covid so you know we didn't see each other um the kids are bringing it home from school. Guess what? We we knew it was going to happen. So, I mean, yeah. they're not they're not like they're all vaccinated and healthy, and and they're not like immunocompromised. So they're just kind of like chilling at home, being a bit sick. But 
being mindful not to spread the disease that means like that's like okay who's mm-hmm. testing negative this week want to hang out <laughs> so this weekend i was just like i'm just gonna stay home yeah i get that and i mean mike and i had that staycation and we did a lot of that because we just needed time to relax and chill and get things done like mike mm-hmm. cleaned his closet and i did a bunch of odds and ends and stuff too and and yeah it's just you you need time to do those things yeah and it's okay to take that time once in a while like i it's another long weekend this weekend because mm-hmm. it's canada day so when it's the entire country um thankfully nobody has asked the, me to help them move because january 1st is moving day here not january 1st Catherine. Uh, july 1st fuck <laughs> i do need a vacation um so yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do this weekend i might I don't know. I don't know if I've tried to go see my mom or if I'm just going to stay in. Um, There's no wrong, nothing wrong with staying in unless going out to your mom's place means you get to see water, trees, sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. Like we get to swim in the lake and things like that. But she's been feeling a bit under the weather as well. So like we're trying to Mm, be respectful of that also. Like not, uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend honestly it doesn't matter i i'm I'm on vacation like the last two of july and right now i'm just like barely holding on until i get that vacation i fucking need it (sighs) maybe you should just chill out or just don't make plans and then do whatever your heart desires on that day i think whatever happens i'm gonna need an ice cream cone there you go just plan for ice cream that's it who needs anything else besides ice cream and especially if you went to that place that you did the other day where you took the picture of it, because that looked good. Listen, this place, all right, I'm going to, not sponsor, but I'm going to shout out this place. It's called Icono Glass. It's uh, in Montreal in, I guess, is it Villeray or Rosemont? It's a bit past Little Italy um, on Benalge Street, like in the corner bit of middle nowhere. They're an ice cream shop that shop that do custom Sunday. They do a lot of like their stuff homemade, like the brownies that they put into their like ice cream is all homemade. And they do custom Sundays depending on what's in season. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, right now rhubarb is in season. So they're and they do their own custom soft serve flavors because they do their own vegan soft serve Mm. so it's based with either um like almond milk or soy milk or uh coconut milk depending on what flavor they go for and they make they make it completely custom and everything that they have on the menu can be vegan if you ask for it nice it is definitely more the vegan option is definitely more expensive because the regular ice cream they just get mass produced yeah, and Ice, the, but the product serve. costs money to make it, right? Exactly, because they make it custom. They make it themselves, right? So, mm. and they make smaller batches. So, um, but it is like, I don't get, instead of getting ice cream, like, instead of going to Dairy Queen often, I decided to, like, we're just going to go to places like Icona Glass or Roberto's, which is, like, an award-winning gelato place. Mm, gelato. Um, and maybe spend a bit more on our ice cream, but, like, go a bit less often and get like some really good shit Mm -hmm. um anyway between like like i'm in walking distance of a lot of like these little ma and pa 
uh, custom ice cream shots, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. Um, it's a lot of sugar, though, and I'm realizing the older I get, the <laughs> the harder it is. Um, <laughs> like my heart races at one point, and I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. that was maybe, a lot of sugar. Maybe, maybe I should be careful with the amount of sugar. I'm also like, don't I outgrew my sweet tooth, so I don't. Like, I don't drink sweet drinks anymore. I don't really eat sweet snacks anymore. So, like, when we get ice cream, it's, like, a treat. Yeah, and I don't like lots of it either. Like, yeah. I don't need a huge ice cream cone, you know? That's, that's the problem with this pla- these places like Ikana Glass. Yeah, I can get, like, the the special sundae. But, like, if they could give me half of it, mm-hmm. please and thank you. But they don't. It's just, that's, like, a, a big parfait-type size. That's a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like they give you so much food, and I'm like, I don't need all of this. I mean, you know, because you've all, yeah. as long I've as we've been your friends, plates. Catherine always finishes my plates because I don't eat a lot. I just don't. I I'd rather eat more frequently and less than eat like that, right? Eat yeah. like big meals. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. I find like Montreal has like either the North American mode where it's just like too much food and too big, mm. or like the gourmet thing when they give you two bites and i'm like i could have used like five bites mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah okay yeah. anyway just the mm. f- food scene here rediscovering post-pandemic the food true because yeah a lot has changed uh speaking of post-pandemic i went to my first conference post-pandemic so yeah we were invited to collision 2022 um which i attended for on behalf of girls on games um to go check out the conference um that happens uh at the n care center here in toronto which conveniently i've never been to before so this is all like new to me um I think they said 35,000 people through the place over the course of the three days. I went two days, um, bits and pieces of it. Uh, but what I did get to see were some pretty awesome talks. I got to see one. One I really wanted to see for work because this um, CTO of Braze, which is the app messaging platform that we use for, uh, you know, like, you know, push campaigns and newsletters and whatever. He was talking at one conference. Um, but on the... S- thursday because yeah it was tuesday wednesday thursday on the thursday um joanna ferries who is the gm for call of duty she was speaking um or doing a panel with uh, one of the guys uh who i think he's the editor-in-chief of gizmodo um let me go back and check because i tagged them in a tweet yeah david m ewalt he's the editor-in-chief for gizmodo and uh yeah they gave a great chat and just kind of getting an idea of like you know it very surface level but call of duty and like transmedia and all that kind of stuff when you're talking about like how do you do and manage all these different elements and you know if you start thinking about e-commerce and and monetization methods and you know like selling product and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was it was really good it was nice to be out and seeing people and seeing this huge tech conference um so happy i got the chance to go so shout out to the folks at collision for inviting us to that because it's been a while and it's nice to be out and you know hearing the buzzwords and seeing that stuff is still happening and you know getting to meet people i ran into um one lady who uh saw that i had tweeted about 
watching that panel who was interested in uh, what we do. She was from Dropbox, so that was pretty cool. And ran into a, a, a colleague I used to know and uh, or used to work with. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I there would be moments where like I felt like this is normal. Like I'm used to this because I've obviously been to a bunch of concerts and been to other events and CMW and whatever in the upfronts and stuff. But then you still have these moments where you're just like, am I ready for this? <laughs> getting getting used to being back out there amongst yeah. all the crowds and things like that is something that uh, I never anticipated that I would. I always known I'm an extroverted introvert, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much until post pandemic. Yeah, it's like getting myself out the door and being in those scenarios and having your fight or flight kind of kick in and you don't realize but now i'm getting better with it i am kind of used to you know going out there and doing my own thing i i almost had a full-blown panic attack mid work barbecue because at one point we were like too packed into an area Mm -hmm. and i was just like can we keep moving to see if like there's more seating area because like we got kind of like caught in the crowd where they're like there was people like lighting up for the bar and the food Mm. and i was just like can we just wait till like can we just go sit somewhere or where there's water and just kind of like chill? And we we ended up passing the crowd, managing to get to a bar before there was a big lineup, get our first drink and sit down. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm good. But uh, they were like, my colleagues were like, I didn't get, like, I didn't think you would be like, you're so outgoing and chatty. I didn't get like, you would get like social anxiety. I was like, I will get like, this was the first time we were packed in a crowd in a long time. Mm-hmm. Because it was outside, people were taking off their masks. Because when we were in the inside part, we had to keep our masks for the whole presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're out, I was just like, I can't be in this crowd right now. Like, it's we haven't been in crowds like this in two years. Mm. I mama needs some personal space. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I realized, like, I used to like not like it before, but manage it. And now it was like gone. It was like, as soon as we were in the crowd, I was like, we need to get out of here. I uh, want I want to go home. I used to be Mom, in the mosh come pit. pick me up. I'm scared. I used to be in the mosh pit. Not anymore. Yep. Not anymore. Um, this podcast that we're recording today, uh, we're Monday night right now. And I know one of the big things that's uh, happening is today they announced a Nintendo Direct that's happening tomorrow morning. So we're going to be severely out of date when that happens. Um, well, so yeah, they, it's a mini another... direct. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but before we get into what everybody's playing, uh, do you have any predictions of something you might want to see? Now, mind you, they specifically said it's no Nintendo stuff. It's third party. Do you have any predictions? Third party? Yeah. Oh. I mean, are we finally going to see Persona 5 on the Switch now that they've announced it for Xbox Game Pass? (laughs) I think that's a good, I think that's a good, uh, a good guess because... That seems to be what other people are saying. They're anticipating that since, yeah, like you mentioned, it's now coming to Game Pass. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm then I'm gonna have a debate. Do I play this on on my Switch or do I play it on Xbox? I'm gonna replay it on Xbox because I never finished it. Now yeah. I have no no motivation to. St- relaunched my playstation 4 to finish this fucking game <laughs> I and it's the, i ha, i bought the uh, the basic version when i 
when it came out. Oh, yeah, I did too. I didn't get the Royal version. So, so yeah, like, there's all that X- DLC I didn't get a chance to play. Xbox is going to be the Royal. So, I think I'm going to take, I'm going to find a guide and power through the game because I, I stopped playing like second to last dungeon. Mm um i forget what they're called manners castles whatever um (sighs) second to last so um i was very far ahead but anyway um, yeah i was about there too and kind of petered off because it's so bloody long and i you know it's it's hard to stick with a game that's 90 plus hours (laughs) Yeah. yeah um but there was something that potentially leaked that i'm excited for because uh yeah wario 64 on twitter managed to go see one of the ubisoft stores which i think it might have been a spanish store based on the screenshot and the, what i can figure out from the language but yeah mario rabbit sparks of hope um might be releasing october 20th according to the ubisoft store and the link is now dead so i'm assuming that that's going to be announced tomorrow <laughs> if if i may like i I work at UB, but I'm not like I don't work marketing anymore. Exactly, you're so not I privy to that stuff. I don't anymore. have the preview. However, that screenshot does look like uh, that layout is unmistakable. I'm like, that's the store I worked on for yeah. five years. So yeah, well, but if it's I not mean, it tomorrow. Could be, it could be photoshopped easily. Yeah, it's if well, the fact that he linked to it originally when you click on the link, it says it doesn't exist anymore. Plus, also, not only is that there a Nintendo event tomorrow but also i think ubisoft announced they're going to be at gamescom and they haven't done anything in a bit so there's multiple opportunities now mind you gamescom is not for a bit but multiple opportunities but i'm excited about that uh but have you been playing any games cat no just kind of like slowly petering through um disco elysium but i haven't really played at all that much this week even though i've had a long weekend i have a game they might want to play as a little breath of fresh air as they say yes and i have a steam key for it because i had asked for an xbox key um and they'd already given me a steam key so i should patch this off to you and i know how you feel about food would you like to try a little game called freshly frosted is is that about cupcakes it's about donuts donuts (laughs) it's a donut puzzle game so uh thanks to the folks out at um oh my goodness the astro quantum astrophysics guide crew i guess they're the 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 developers or are they the the developers publishers anyways so i got a code for this game which is essentially a you need to decorate the donuts and get them from conveyor belts i guess freshly cooked and decorated and off to be delivered um and it's puzzles with the cutest graphics and it's so soothing and just just frosting donuts and adding sprinkles and whipped cream and cherries on top and making sure they get to people and it makes me just want to eat donuts (laughs) in the best kind of way i'm down i like (laughs) I might install this on my laptop and play in bed. There you go. Exactly. I think this game could actually do really well on mobile. Um, I'm through two boxes right now. I need to get onto the next one. So that's kind of how they do their level kits. Is like different boxes of donuts that you have to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so cute. 
such a great idea. I was stumped for a little bit at first because you look at it and you're, you don't realize you can do certain things to make the conveyor belts go specific directions and stuff like that. But um, once I wrapped my head around that, uh, like I'm in it to win it. And the thing is too, is like, it's kind of soothing watching the donuts kind of like after you set up the conveyor belts and hit, hit go, um, and hopefully you didn't make any errors. You watch the donuts go around the conveyor belts and then hit the glaze and then hit the sprinkles and then hit the hit the whipped cream and all this kind of stuff. And there's something really soothing, soothing about watching them go around. But as soon as you hit and you make all the donuts and all the conveyor belts, you're able to move on to the next uh, next puzzle. So, so yeah, it's not like it's Listen. rocket science, but it's a fantastic way to think about a, a puzzle game. I think they know their audience perfectly because like w the latest news that they posted on their steam page on June 22nd mm -hmm. is that they have a uh, Corsair IQ integration, which is the RGB technology of Corsair. And they have this GIF mm -hmm. of like, it's just like a bunch of Corsair, like peripherals and lights and uh, a Corsair, like a gaming PC mm -hmm. and it's all purple and the lights follow the conveyor belt and i'm like you have perfectly pinpointed the wholesome game pc gaming market because i can guarantee you that everybody that enjoy these games have like especially the streamers have an aesthetic setup yeah and they will use <laughs> they need that like i'm just like i'm looking at this gif and i hate rgb on my gaming stuff and i'm like this makes me happy the thing is, too, is it's not like I'm managing a donut shop. That's not it at all. The whole concept is like there's a little bit of a story that you're following, too. This girl is like chilling out. And she's staring up at the sky and looking at the clouds and somehow, I guess, dreaming about donuts. I mean, I feel like I'm being channeled here, like <laughs> just dreaming about donuts. And like each one is up in the sky and there's clouds around. The music's so soothing and like after you do something, the voice actress that they've got there, the main narrator is so nice, and she'll be like, wow, that was nice. I love donuts. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is fantastic. Like, she's just so soothing and cute and wholesome and exactly what I need to, like, stimulate my brain without being over-punishing. Like, if you need to, like, reset stuff, you're not penal penalized. If you need a hint, there's the ability for it to give you a hint. I did have to do that once. Um, you can fast-track if you find that you have, like, a really big conveyor belt system and you know you've got it right and you just want to power through. You can fast-track the donuts going through, too, to speed it up. Um, they just thought about a bunch of things to have really good ease of, ease of life with it and, uh, yeah, and now all I want to do is eat donuts. They're the developers playing like live on Steam right now. They have a live broadcast, and I'm just looking at this person making conveyor belts and frosting donuts, and I'm like, yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. I'm giving you the Steam key one more. Ten out of ten. Ten would out of ten. Would frost again? Would <laughs> ten out of ten would frost again? That might be the uh, the the thing we say back to them afterwards. Because, yeah, it's uh, fun. Stamp that on your box and take it. You know how they used to do the quotes on the boxes and stuff? Yeah. 10 out of 10, 10, out of 10 with, fro with again. frost again. The there Girls on go. Games podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about 
some video game news, Catherine. I know it was a short week. There wasn't a whole lot happening, but I think we got a few things to chat through. You ready? Yep. Yep. Let's go. Okay, it's news time. Cat, what do you got for us on the news beat? First of all, uh, called it Overwatch 2 will replace Overwatch. So uh, Overwatch 2 launches October 4th and it will become the one single SKU, game SKU. Um, so if you own Overwatch, uh, which I guess they're calling Overwatch Prime. Oh my god, really? Are they doing that? It's yeah. not called Overwatch 2. Oh, the original, you mean. Yeah, Overwatch Prime and Overwatch 2. They were supposed to coexist, but like uh, uh, what they announced that they will uh, sunset Overwatch, and then Overwatch 2 will be the default game. Um, so, classic Overwatch content will cease to be. So the 6v6 format and ban uh, will be over, and the assault game type, all of that will be in the custom games. Uh, and then there's stuff about, because I mm -hmm. think they're getting rid of loot boxes. Because Overwatch 2 will be a free-to-play model. So uh, everything that you've got unlocked and other cosmetics are transferring over. Mm -hmm. um, and they're basically keeping, instead of like, they were afraid to like divide the player base, because they probably have a dwindling player base, of course. Um, and that Overwatch 2 will be a free-to-play live service, and Overwatch was a, a purchased right. SKU. Um, I think they're just going to be like put everybody in a box and if you've bought overwatch you everything you have unlocked in overwatch will transfer over uh for for people that are uh worried about sunset features including the loot boxes they did an maa and they revealed that any unopened loot boxes will have their contents automatically added to your inventory and any unused coins will also transfer over. However, Overwatch 2 is supposed to have a new currency, so old coins won't be able to buy everything on offer. So I think if you have loot boxes or unused coins in your Overwatch account, just go on a spending spree. Mm. Um, there also won't be a matchmaking rating reset. Uh, for those of you who are exploiting hoping to reset to like reset the competitive ladder mm -hmm. to make it a bit more equal uh no uh they didn't want that because they felt a complete reset would mean that games would be completely in balance for weeks or longer across the entire service mm -hmm. uh so that was a quote from scott mercer the uh who's a principal system designer so they this they decided to like instead they'll Overwatch 2 will feature a new decay system that will lower the uh, MMR of accounts that I haven't played in a while to ensure that, like, you know, like it balances the people that are, yeah, with the people that are active right now. So the only thing I'm slightly confused about because originally Overwatch 2 was going to have the PvP be a free part, and then the PVE would be purchased yeah i think what they're probably trying to do and obviously they haven't said everything yet i would imagine they're trying to do kind of like the buy into seasons and get certain perks and stuff like that 
like they do in a lot yeah. of other free to play games, right? Yeah. And then that way that's how they can kind of stagger their release schedule and stuff once the game comes out. And I would imagine they would rather just funnel all the users into the one game and do troubleshooting yeah. there instead of trying to upkeep the old game. And like how does that affect Overwatch League then? Cuz like you're going from six per people team to five people teams. I mean, the Overwatch League has been the suffering mm. and hasn't been really active, okay. honestly. So I don't think a lot of people lost their job. Like they essentially liquidated most of their uh, esport uh, assets and their portfolio and employees are gone. Crazy. So um, I'm. I'm We'll see if they relaunch the Overwatch League after Overwatch 2. Mm. But, I mean, they haven't pushed any new content to Overwatch because they were like, we're just going to work on Overwatch 2 instead. Yeah, I don't blame them for wanting to to kind of focus. Because, like, if you're not focused, it's going to be real confusing. Something's going to something's gonna suffer, right? Mm -hmm. So, might as well put all your eggs in the basket to put as much effort as they can on the, uh, on the new thing, right? I mean, like, if... Like, if you look at the game I work on, like, For Honor, like, something like crossplay matchmaking mm -hmm. adds, like, so much to your matchmaking and your game health in just, like, one... I say simple. It's not simple to implement crossplay on the live game that um, has of a certain age. Like, it was a, it was a challenge, mm -hmm. but it's, like, just doing that adds so much to the game long-term. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, a bit of roller champion with uh, my colleagues at lunch because mm -hmm. it's easy to get into like it's like rocket league but a bit like it's 3v3 so it's easy for us to make small groups mm -hmm. and they also have cross play from the get-go and it really helps to find people that are you know in your level cool um easily i i just like think that's something that like games need to think about when it comes they need to think about their health the health of their matchmaking pool a lot more and that's why they needed to also close the other game yeah it's gonna be wild though how long has it been they came out 2016 the first overwatch something like that yeah yeah i mean it's a respectable amount of time for a game a live service game to be running yeah and like they kind of like rebuild the game the new game on the side and i think it's gonna help a lot technology wise and for the health of the game and hopefully they i don't know if it was in the news like i haven't played or really paid attention to overwatch a lot um but hopefully they they do launch with cross-platform matchmaking that'd be cool i think they need that yeah. i think that's important uh, yeah and they they can do like the other shooter games which is like essentially you don't people are not segregated console versus mm. PC or whatever, you just segregate con controller versus keyboard, uh, keyboard and mouse. Ver you use the input, yes, to 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 create your pools of because uh, it, it is a a shooter, so mm -hmm. it does. There is a big advantage if you if you play with a mouse. Totally. What's this info about Epic Game Store and they're trying to manage review bombing? I thought it was. I'm bringing this up because we all know review bombing is a problem mm -hmm. in gaming. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at their solution, 
which is to ask to send random requests to people who played a game for a few like for four more than two hours mm -hmm. to rate their experience on a five po point scale like amazon does like amazon does like every app that you've used on your phone they're like would you like to leave us a review mm -hmm. because they know like review helps with seo and things like that we ask and for it every week <laughs> exactly but like Epic Game just wants people to input real reviews mm -hmm. so that they can have offset review bombing and they can use that data to know if a game is getting uh, bombed. I like it. So, I mean, it's like, it's so simple and elegant of a solution that I'm like, huh. And they're not going to like do like, a they said that they're going to randomize and they're not going to ask everyone. Mm. I, I what. I'm not sure how big their user pool is and how they're going to manage that. I feel like every app asks me to review to to rate and review their app. It's part of the pro everybody asks because of the benefits of it. It's part of like Yeah, and you can't you can't tell them to stop stop asking me this. That's like so like Teams keeps asking me like you know, give us a review on the Google Play Store and uh, you know, and I can't tell it to not do that and i'm like i have you on my phone because of work yeah i i mind as like as soon as if if ub switches like to slack or if like i change jobs and my my next workplace doesn't have teams Bye, like teams. you're getting deleted <laughs> you're getting like don't ask me to review when you're like the default option for people that pay for like microsoft azure and like microsoft three office business suite like anyway yeah my uh, all that to say that is like i'm i want to see if this works i do too my uh the app that i work on the iHeartRadio radio app we have prompts for rating and reviewing and all that kind of stuff and when it pops up for me i always have to hit not right now this is my app i can't review it go away prompt but i know it's 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 something that we have automated after each update and things like that too in case people are finding issues and things like that like it's important because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get info back right and even in a lot of the app stores and stuff, you can, um, you know, developers can answer back. And if someone's having a problem, maybe it's an opportunity to, to help them. Right. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and we know how much the review bombing has hurt games and stuff like that, especially in other systems, um, other platforms <coughs> stream. So uh, this is interesting because hopefully if someone is playing the game for a certain length of time, that actually means that they have an educated opinion to pass. Right. Mm -hmm. so that's good and uh, uh if you are a user of the epic game store and you get these like little pop-ups i encourage you to just like put in like it's just a little scale like of one to five just put in yeah it doesn't have to be rocket info. science yeah it's like yeah i like it three stars i don't know mm -hmm. like and and help keep that data fresh and accurate mm -hmm. uh because we know that gamers are entitled assholes that will review bomb a game because they put a character that is not a, a a cisgendered white muscular man yes yes what's the next story you got cat this is i think a cautionary tale of gacha games and the fact that like they are gambling um because a moderator a head mod who was in charge of a persona 5 fanzine admitted to stealing 27 $27,000 from the fans and spent it in Genshin Impact. Oof. 
So uh, it's from the... It was the Showtime? Yeah. Showtime is a fan anthology focusing on the rivalry yeah. between Joker and Crow, Persona 5. Of course. Featuring illustrations, comics, and fan fiction. Yeah, I was looking for, like, the, the name of the thing, and I'm like, is it Showtime? That's, like, are they going to get sued by the Well, <laughs> Showtime is a, is a channel, right? So, yeah, but I guess it's the fan anthology. Yeah. It was called Showtime. Um, kind of because of the context yeah. of what happens in Persona 5. So, like, they, there's a tweet there that's uh, from the official, like, fundraiser for, for the for the fanzine. It said, our former head mod has recently confessed to spending the remaining 27.6k Canadian dollars. They were Canadian, too? Aww. Wait a of zine funds on personal use. Uh, so, they've... Showtime, like, they've... They've returned three thousand dollars to the project. However, Showtime is unable to take further legal action, as like the mods didn't have formal contracts. So, uh, a lot of the funding was processed through their Etsy and personal bank accounts. So, uh, yeah, and apparently they spent the bulk of the money on Genshin Impact. So, like, it's like have drawn that game has drawn sharp criticism for being predatory and like. It's it's been like it. I think it's been banned in several country. Yeah, no. It says the loot box mechanics have been banned in several countries, but I think Genshin Impact's found a way to like. Yeah, Genshin Impact introduces random elements to unlocking characters and weapons in the U.S. Calls are increasing for some sort of legislation to protect young consumers from these practices. Um, I would imagine this mod, if they had access to this kind of stuff, was probably not a young person. Because, I mean, that's a mm. lot of money. $27,000. Yeah. And, and, like, the... That means that just half of the complete magazines were mailed before the project ran out of money of postage and remaining pre-orders because this person was giving out-of-date screenshots of bank statements to Showtime. So, um, <sighs> now... And I'm just like, this is really shitty. But at the same time, I'm like... Y'all, we've been screaming that loot boxes and gacha mechanics and things like that need to be need to be looked at and regulated like gambling. Yeah, but at the same time, this person's the one at fault for this. You know what I mean? That's fine in yeah. there. Someone went and stole $27,000. I mean, at this point, like this person is an asshole and could have stolen that money and would've, did something else with it. Would have taken it from wherever if this was just the easy out that they had and that's it sucks for the fanzine though it does it does because these are fan projects that are like headed by fans for fans with fan creators and yeah anyway. and it's hard enough to get support for those kinds of things i'm impressed they had that kind of money but obviously they were doing something good but they obviously yeah. hired the wrong mod oh they didn't hire them that's the problem uh, well they gave them access that's to why something they, they shouldn't them. get at yeah crazy craziness Anything else, Kat? Final little story for uh, nostalgia for us. Mm -hmm. Altitude Films announced Golden Era, which tells the incredible story of the creation and legacy of GoldenEye 007. Oh. Double seven. Double zero seven. Double oh seven. How do I say 
the James Bond. 007. GoldenEye 007. <laughs> uh, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. My god, that makes me feel old! So it will be releasing digitally on June 27th. We're recording which is this today. today. It's out today, folks! Go watch it! Yeah, on uh, just head to altitude.film. Yeah, go check it uh, out. And we'll have a link to the um, the trailer off of uh, YouTube. But I'm like, yo, this this might be what I'd be doing this this weekend. There have been watching this a lot of buzzes around the interwebs about them trying to get Goldeneye back. Um, and make I don't know if it's a remake or what they want to do, but there's been a lot of buzzes around the internet about it. I think a lot of people have some rose-tinted glasses when they start thinking about that. I think it was more of a time and a place and a and a and a vibe with your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, Goldeneye was fun. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it holds a candle to any of the stuff that's out now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the history of it. You guys know how I feel about learn video game history stuff. So yeah, you know I'm going to be checking this out. Yeah, it's. It says available now. Watch now. Can we? Do we have to watch on their thing, or can we get it through like Apple TV know. and Prime Video I have to and check Google? Check it out. I'm not. I'm going to altitude.film now myself. Usually they would have links yeah. and stuff. Oh my God, Pinwheel of Doom. Come on, here we go. Uh no. Oh, so this is a company that does a whole bunch of these types of documentaries esque things. Um, so it says it's available on Prime Video, Apple TV, Sky, Rakuten TV, and Google Play. So the question is, is that in Canada? I would imagine it's available in Canada in those places as well. So, uh, go take a look-see. Yeah, I'm I'm changing, like, oh, is it just a UK thing? Mm, I just went to Amazon UK. Oh, maybe it's not in Canada. Well, we'll have to wait and see if it comes out for us, but I like the idea of it. Um, cause I like learning more about how video games are made, especially ones of, especially something like this too, where not only you're making a video game, you're making a video game based on a very, very big IP mixing in, not just the IP licenses, but the licenses of the individuals that were in the show, like representation of what Pierce Brosnan looked like and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, it did follow a lot of the set pieces from the movie and all that kind of stuff. Goldeneye was a great movie and a great game. Yeah, and it's like one of the I think they were they were saying like in the trailer it was one of the first game where like the AI of the guards would come find you if you made too much noise. Yeah, like it's like I think like the game did not age well, but it implement it was the first to do a lot of things mm-hmm. in the FPS genre especially in a 3d games yeah. and things like that so long live the meme of the split screen and the cardboard on the tv yes <laughs> last story of the night i'm bringing this one to the table um it's all about the esa the entertainment software association they have their 2022 essential facts about the video game industry out now um i just wanted to roll through a few facts cat uh, that i thought were pretty interesting um one now Context, this is an American study. We as Canadian. But there's a lot of similarities here. So, you know, I think we can take a lot of the learnings out of the U.S. and, you know, adapt them for Canada. Um, But yeah, 
Uh, 66% of Americans, more than 215 million people of all ages and backgrounds, play video games regularly. Three quarters of players are over 18, and the average age of a video game player is 33. Across all ages, players are about half female at 48% and half male at 52%. Video games have become a valued part of many people's lives, and 9 in 10 players say they are spending as much or more time playing now as they did at the pandemic's peak. So... I always find that, like, we constantly hear about, you know, people saying, like, there's just as many women playing video games as there are men. Like, and they keep coming up with these studies and saying that. Do you think we'll ever break that idea? You know, even when I tell people I do girls on games, they're like, that's so cool. Girls playing video games. I'm like, half of the population are women and they all you know, play games, too. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, like, the problem is we speak to people that are our age or older so mm. if you if you speak to people that are younger well like of course you play video games everybody mm-hmm. plays fucking video games man yeah that's my impression of a gen z teenager completely that is completely 100 percent accurate i guarantee you. use that again <laughs> <laughs> uh, another bit from this video games provide mental stimulation stress relief and more more and more americans are recognizing and embracing the many benefits of playing video games 97% of all Americans now see the benefits of playing video games, with large ma- majorities agreeing that video games bring joy through play at 93%, provide mental stimulation at 91%, and provide stress relief at 89%. Play is also an important part of learning, and nearly 90% of all Americans see video games as helping helping to build skills that problem, uh, like problem-solving, conflict resolution, and leadership. And to this one, I want to call out all those assholes who are blaming all the garbage situations and shootings that are happening in the U.S. on video games. You're fucking crazy. It's because your system is fucked and you let people have guns and you care more about controlling women and their fucking birthrights and and bodies than controlling the fucking guns. You're the problem. (laughs) Not the video games. When you have access to guns but not healthcare, what do you think happens? (sighs) Gun violence. So yeah, no one should use that fucking excuse anymore. Blame the video games. If you say that again, you are hereby deemed incompetent. (laughs) next bit (laughs) video games help keep us connected to family and friends video games have the power to bring people from around the world together helping to create community and foster connection 88% of players say video games can bring together different types of people and 83% of players agree that video games create a feeling of community more than three quarters of players, 83%, say that video games can introduce people to new friends and relationships. And nearly 46%, and nearly half, sorry, 46%, have met a good friend, spouse, or significant other through video games. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's how I met Simon playing World of Warcraft. That's how Ali met so Adam. All how uh, yeah you D and D brought you and Pascal together. That's tabletop, but yes, but still, 
It's still gaming. So yeah, I mean, this is a big study. There's lots of interesting details in there, including breaking down some of like the top player habits, um, what people are playing games on, um, playing on multiple console numbers and things like that. Um, purchasing habits, like the top selling games are kind of obvious. Uh, PC and console being top of mind, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, this is all from 2021. So Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Madden NFL 22, Pokemon Brilliant China, uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, Battlefield 2042, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like Mario Kart 8, Resident Evil Village. Like, we, we know this. These numbers are, are normal. One thing that I find interesting, though, I'm sure this is based on NPD Group. Um, Nintendo doesn't give all their numbers back, especially the download stuff. So Animal Crossing is mm -hmm. at 14. I think that's probably higher. <laughs> the Nintendo uh, just doesn't want to tell us. Um, yeah. yeah. And then mobile, they have, uh, going down the list, Candy Crush Saga, Roblox, Coin Master. Never heard of Coin Master. Uh, Gardena Free Fire, Pokemon Go, Genshin Impact, uh, Homescapes, uh, Lords Mobile Tower Defense, Call of Duty Mobile. Like, we, we, the ones that we're used to. So, um, so yeah, lots of interesting stats in here. I recommend it as a good read. I just want to take this and throw this anytime someone says women don't play games, games cause violent behavior, uh, games uh, keep people distant. I just want to take this and throw it in their face and just point it at violently and just be like, see, survey says no. <laughs> I mean, and, and gaming is much more than just like getting your kid an a Nintendo or a Sega and like a few cartridges. Like it's evolved beyond that. So mm. it's every, it's on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's on your TV. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's on your console, on your fancy PC, on your shitty PC. Um, yeah. It's everywhere. Every it's everywhere. And it's a great pastime and it can be very cathartic mm -hmm. to just go into a game and solve puzzles or win epic fights decorate donuts yeah. decorate donuts exactly <laughs> decorate your animal crossing village yes make cute aquariums in mega aquarium live finally live leave your corporate job to start a farm in stardew valley fall in love and find out there's really some really weird magical shit happening in there speaking of shit you can play a game where you actually sell slime shit and make money that's slime rancher yes, ma <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep going with this but uh but yeah i think you get the point like uh I, I appreciate the ESA for pulling together uh, stats like this. It's always helpful every year to kind of get a good idea of the lay of the land of the video game world um, and the industry in the U.S. And like I said, a lot of it reflects a lot of habits that Canadians have, too, and in other regions. So uh, I, the numbers would fluctuate here and there. But I mm -hmm. think overall, it kind of shows, uh, you know, kind of the state of affairs, which is great. And uh, we have something to point to from now on when shit politicians blame video games for everything for their misgivings and poor management skills and whatever else to that we say okay boomer okay boomer with that we close out this show <laughs> for this week <laughs> 
as always, I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for the links to all the stories mentioned in the episode, including the entire 2020 essential facts about the video game industry brought to you by the ESA website link. So you can go and check that out. Thanks, Kat, for putting that together. I know it's a lot of work every week. I appreciate it. If you could do us a solid and rate and review this podcast, <laughs> not review Bob it. <laughs> yeah i'll bring you that back around i told you we asked for it every week y'all um so yeah it does help with discovery um we read them all it's much appreciated so yeah if you go could go do that in a podcast platform where you have that capability that'd be much appreciated as always i want to thank kat for being on this show with me this week um it's nice the two of us just just chilling just the two of us building castles in the sun just the two of us you and i shout out your social media cat tell the people where they can find you i am c-s-d-e-s-b-a-n-s-c-s-d-b-a-n on twitter and instagram but you can definitely find me in the girls on games discord lovely i am leah jewer on most social media platforms but of course you want to know everything there's to know about this little thing we do called girls on games you can track us down at the girls on games on twitter and facebook just girls on games no the in there on instagram discord.me slash girls on games to continue this combo and more but of course if you ever need to know anything at all you can track it down at our website that's our home base girls on games.ca is where you can find all the fun. Cat, it's been another lovely week in video games. I'm excited to see what Nintendo throws at us tomorrow. I will be excited about more Mario Rabbids because that game, the first one, was so damn good. So if they announce that tomorrow, I'm I'm in my glee. I need something for October now because I feel like I don't know what to play now coming up in the fall. Mm. So until then, we bid you all adieu and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.